because how many of you know we need to be refreshed amen and so pastor henry is going to come now and he's going to bring us the word about how to be refreshed in god but before i know before he does that he wants and all of us need to just reconnect now to what god is saying to us by the spirit so uh, in a moment, the worship team is going to lead us in worship, and I want you to engage again and get ready to hear the Word of God. Father, we thank you today for what you're going to do in this service. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord, with your presence and how you're going to refresh us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
Why don't we stand together this morning? Pastor Josh, if you can just sing that a cappella, the chorus. Father, we thank you that we come into your presence this morning. We thank you that your word is true. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that this word brings a times of refreshing. I thank you that the truth of the word and the understanding of that truth, the application of that truth, brings all the refreshing that we need. And so, Lord, as we get into your word this morning, I pray that everything we say and everything we do just bring glory to your name. So bless our time in the word. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving, and everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. If you have your Bibles, open up, please, to Acts chapter 3. And as we continue the series this, this morning, the power of refresh. The power of refresh. Acts chapter 3. This morning, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to focus on a passage in a minute, but I, we just want to give you a little background of, of Acts chapter 3. Uh, and let me just say this before we get started. Um, the Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. Lift your head up, look at me one minute. Well, find your scripture first, then, then look at me. <laughs> find chapter 3 first. Then look, listen to me as I just want to say this right at the very beginning. The Bible says, give and it shall be given back to you. If you want to be refreshed, you have to refresh. The question I want to ask you this morning, we may come and say we want to be refreshed, but when was the last time you refreshed someone else? Or is it all about you? When was the last time you refreshed someone else? Didn't ask for anything in return. Wasn't looking to manipulate. Wasn't, wasn't looking to do anything but just to pour out your heart and say, Father, I thank you that I can be a blessing to this person and help to refresh them. Because as you, as you and I know, a lot of American Christians are very selfish and very self-centered. And it's all about us. And once we are all right, then we'll, wait, maybe we will pray for someone else. But if you're going to refresh, if you're going to be refreshed and receive the power of refresh, you must understand that it's not all about you, that everything you receive, you need to be ready to pour out. Otherwise, why should God refresh you? Why should he refresh you? In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are going up to the temple at the time of prayer. And they meet a crippled man, and, and, the, and they, they, touch the, the, they help to heal the, the crippled man. And all the people started to get amazed uh, uh, about what they had done. 
Acts chapter 3, look at verse 16. I'm going to read out of the Amplified, just, so fo just follow along in your Bible. And Peter's telling the crowd what has, what has happened and, and why it's happened. He says, and his name, through and by faith in his name, has made this man whole, uh, whom you see and, re and, re and, and recognize well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him, Jesus, has made the, the man this perfect soundness or gave this man this perfect soundness of body before all of you. And then he goes to rebuke them. He goes on to rebuke them and say, well, the same power was operating in the life of Jesus, but we crucified him. But thank God he rose again from the dead. And then the scripture I want us to focus on this morning is, is verse 19. I think they have it in the back there. You can put it up from the Amplified Bible. But I want us to focus on verse 19 of Acts chapter 3. And so after speaking to them, Peter turns around and says to them, so repent. The Amplified Bible says, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, and wiped clean, that times of refreshing, that times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of the heat, of revival, of reviving the flesh, uh, by air may come from the presence of the Lord. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And so this morning we're talking about refresh. We're talking about refresh. We're talking about what, how do we get to this place where we can become refreshed? Now, how many of you are tired? How many of us get weary and tired sometimes? And, and how many of us get tired praying sometimes and, and worshiping sometimes? And, and life just a whole just beat us up. Uh, two weeks ago when we had that heat wave. Man, that heat wave sucked the life out of us. But sometimes we just get weary and tired, and, and, and especially if you've been in the kingdom more than 10 years. When you've been in the kingdom more than 10 years, sometimes we get sloppy. Yes, we know how we want, yes, we know we should pray, and yes, we know we should worship, and yes, we know we should come to church, and yes, we know we should stand on the promises of God, but sometimes we just get weary and tired and fed up, and especially if you're trying to believe God for a promise to come true in your life. And so sometimes we just want to sit down and say, God, enough. I'm tired. Now listen to me carefully. All of us. All of us get weary. All of us get tired. If you think people don't get tired, they do. But what you may not understand is that people know, there are certain Christians that know how to refresh themselves. Not that they never, never get weary or never get tired. They know how to refresh themselves. And when they get weary and tired, they pull aside, they pull away from their busy schedules, and they say, God, I am so tired, I am so worn out, I am so weary that I'm spending this time in your presence because if I don't, I know I'll get myself in trouble. Now, let me, say, let me just say this to all of us. When you get to those times, you need to pull away. You need to pull away from people. 
Sometimes you need to pull away from other Christians. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just need to get away from people and, and get into that place where you can say, God, I, 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 am so, I just want to get into your presence and, and be refreshed because I am so worn out. Listen to me carefully. If you minister out of your weariness, you will hurt people. Because a lot of times when we're tired, our fuses are short. A lot of times when we're tired, we, we, we don't get, we're not as patient with our fellow believers. We're not as patient with non-believers. We're not even as patient with our wives. We're not as patient with our husband and our children. We, it's a short fuse because why? You're weary and you're tired and you don't want to stop because you are a people pleaser. Pastor, if I don't show up, it won't go on. You know when I realize that this world will go on just fine without me? I realized it when I did my first funeral. I, did, I realized it in the, because back in Africa, when, when the funeral procession is, is going on, everybody stops, and they put a hand over their heart. The cars move over, and, and, and they let the funeral procession go. When I did my first funeral in America... The cars were swerving in and out of the printer thing. People upset, coming along, saying, move over, move over. I want to get in. I want to get in. I said, wow. Then I realized the rest of the world will not care to high owners. What is high owners? But I, that's all right. The rest of the world will not care two tiddlywinks <laughs> when you are dead. They won't care. I realize the church will still be going on unless Jesus comes back. I realize that there are so many things in life that people won't even miss you. And so I realized then, when it's time to rest, I need to rest. When it's time to be refreshed, I need to get refreshed. Because the secret of the power of refresh is that when you bounce back, you come back with a vigor, a tenacity, a passion, a vision, a direction. Because you've allowed yourself to get into the presence of God and be refreshed. So what are, the, what are the steps of being refreshed? This morning, I only have two. Two. And they all come out of Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. So, steps to being refreshed. Number one. Paul, Peter starts up and says, so repent. Lift your head on one minute. What is step number one? If step number one, when you would like to be refreshed in God, the first thing you and I need to do is repent. When pastor was speaking this morning and giving us an opportunity and understanding about being in the presence and repenting, that's what we do for communion. The first step 
that you and I need. If you're saying, God, I am so tired, I'm so weary, the first thing you and I need to recognize is this. Peter says, so repent. Now that word repent is huge. It's huge. That's why I pulled out the Amplified Bible this, this morning. Because when Peter said repent, if, if, if you have an Amplified, if you have it on the screen, if we have it on the screen, the repent, this is what repent means. Change your mind. To repent means to change your mind. That means the way I used to do it, I now recognize it is wrong, therefore I choose to change my mind. In the book of Romans, but the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There were ways that we used to do things before we got saved. There are things that we said before we got saved that were right in our eyes. When we get into the kingdom of God and we start to read the word of God, those things now become wrong. And to repent means I change my mind and my purpose. Before I became a Christian, it's all about me. I wanted to get more money, bigger houses, bigger cars, and achieve something. That, that was my goal and that was my purpose. But as it, when I come into the kingdom of God, I change my mind and now I take on the purposes of God. Peter said, repent. Another word for repent, it, it, it means to, to turn around. Lift your head out. Look at me one minute. That means you were going in one direction. And then when you and I repented, we changed our minds and we turned around. What we thought was right, when we read the word, the word changed our mind and now what was right is now sin. And because of that, I turn around. There are a lot of Christians that are fooling themselves. Because you are saying, God, I am a Christian. I am going to do it this way. Even though the word says it's wrong, I'm not going to do it that way. Because I think I know more than you do. And then some of us have heard this false gospel that says, God is so loving that he will ignore what we do. Peter said, repent. It means to, to change your mind and purpose. It means to turn around. And then it says, it means to return to the God of the Bible. I've come across Christians nowadays that say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe certain parts of the Bible. I say, you are a fool. How can you call yourself a Christ follower if you won't follow what Christ has said. A Christ follower follows Christ. A, 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 an Islamic follower follows the Quran. 
every religious organization, every religion that has its writings, you can't come into that organization or that, uh, uh, or that, or that religion and say, I don't like what this religion says. I want to change it. That's how arrogant some people have become. To think that the Bible has existed all these years, and then you in the 21st century think that we know better. And as we say all the time, it is either going to be God's way, or it's going to be no way. So notice what Peter says in verse 19. So he says, repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God. Change your mind, turn around, and return to the God. I added the Bible, the God of the Bible. Because why? If you had a, look at me one minute. In America, when someone says they worship God, it doesn't mean the same God you serve. When someone says, well, I, 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 I am religious, it doesn't mean they serve your God. 70 years ago, when people say, I worship God, everybody knew they were talking about the God of the Bible. But what's happened over the years, because of freedom of religion, is a good thing. Freedom of religion is a good thing. Over the last 70 years, as the church has slept, other gods have come in. 70 years ago, everyone, even if they weren't Christians, there was a moral fiber about them that was godly. And over the last 60 years, everything has turned and, and changed, and now what's happened, because of freedom of religion, which is a wonderful thing, other gods have come in. So when you say, I love God, you have to define which God you're talking about. And let me, let me give this as a warning. If you are a Christian and you start to worship other gods, thinking that our God will sit there and smile, you are fooling yourself. When you get on your knees to pray and worship God, nothing will happen. We, you can be in the presence of God and feel nothing. And someone can be standing right next to you and in, and in the midst of the presence of God. And you say, well, I'm as close right next to them. How come I don't sense and I don't feel what they sense or they feel? Why? It may be because you're weary and tired. Or it may be because you are worshiping another God. Pastor, how can you say that? I come to church every Sunday. I sing the same songs everybody else sings. I gave when and the offering time comes. You can be right here in church and be far away from God. Let's go back to verse 19. Hold on one minute. And because other gods have come in, our world, our country is getting darker. 
Now, you can look at it and say, man, things will never change. Or you can look at it and understand something in the spirit. The darker this country gets, the brighter the church could shine. The more devils and demons that come in from other places, the more the opportunity for you and I as a church to be able to stand up and showcase the presence and the power of our God. I, I'm looking forward to these dark days because I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be a good fight. The darkness will separate people. There will be people that were here that are only here because things were good and they were blessed and they will walk away and then the remnant that remains, they will be strong. They will be focused. They will be prayerful. They will walk under an anointing because we will need it because things are getting so dark. And, and you and I who live in New York City, you better believe this place is going to get darker. That means you and I need to be understanding and need to understand that we need the presence of God. Listen carefully. You and I cannot, uh, cannot compete with Hollywood. We can't compete with Broadway. The lights, the, 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 all the stuff in Broadway, they're far more glamorous than anything we can do. What the advantage that we have is the power and the anointing of God that comes upon a man or woman of God who can walk in the power and the truth of the word. And so this whole series of read is so uh, 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 needed for our time because even in the times that we're living, you and I need to understand that we have to learn how to refresh ourselves. Verse 19, Peter says, so repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. If you had one minute. The results, the result of repentance is this. A guilty, free conscience. The result of repenting and coming before God and saying, God, forgive me, the, re the results of that is a guilty, free conscience. Lift your head on, Christian. Listen to me carefully. God does not want you and I walking around condemned. He doesn't want us around walking around condemned. He wants us to walk around free and in his power. The Bible, the Bible says in verse 19 there that your sins may be erased, blotted out, and wiped clean. The Bible says, I, I, I am God who wipes out your transgressions and remembers your sin no more. You don't have to walk in condemnation. If you understand that when we sin and we miss God, we run to God, not away from God. The enemy will whisper in your ear how awful you are and how God must be sick of you. If you believe that lie, you don't know your God. 
The Bible says if you confess your sins, you are faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Not just cover your righteous, uh, unrighteousness, but take it away. And he separates our sin, as far as the east as from the west, and the Bible says he remembers our sin no more. Not that he forgets. The Bible, what that means in the Greek is this. He no longer holds it against you. You're free. Just this morning when we were taking communion and, and, and pastor gave us the opportunity to repent and ask God for forgiveness, some of you did it right then. You need to understand that the moment you asked God to forgive you, when you, before you took communion, the moment you asked him, he forgave you. He forgave you. And the reason why that is so important, because in a few minutes when we get, when we get together here and start to stand in the presence of the Lord, there is, there is nothing like a Christian who knows he's been forgiven, that he can stand in front of a pre, a Almighty God and just worship Him and be refreshed in His presence. Because why? Your God is not mad at you. But if you, know, if you don't know that you have been forgiven, or if you haven't confessed and asked God to forgive you, yes, you will be condemned. Yes, you will come up here and stand here in the presence of God, and nothing will happen because why? You're trying to go around it. You're trying to say, God, this sin wasn't big. This is not a big thing. Now, God, murder is big. But lying, everybody does it. What you and I need to remember is this, in God's eyes, and that's how you need to measure sin. Don't ever measure sin in the eye of someone else. Don't ever go before God and say, well, God, I know I'm bad, but Billy, he's terrible. And compared to Billy, I'm sure I'm all right. No, always measure sin in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God, sin is sin. The sin of adultery is the same as the sin of lying. So the results of repentance is a guilty-free conscience that qualifies you for times of refreshing. Once you know that God is not mad at you anymore, once you know that God has forgiven you and you are now in right standing with God, that qualifies you for coming into times of refreshing. Notice what he says there uh, 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 in, in, in Acts, uh, verse 19, Acts chapter 3, verse 19. So repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, that times of refreshing, times of refreshing may come. The understanding there is this, if our sins are not blocked out, then times of refreshing will not come. And now you can go to churches all across America, and, and, and you can walk into those churches. They may be beautiful, but the presence of the Lord is no longer there. But they're still having church. God forbid that ever happens here. God forbid that you, you would go to a place where the presence of the God, of the presence of the Lord no longer moves. Nobody ever gets saved there anymore. But they come in day in and day out 
and they act like they're having church. Listen to me carefully, guys. Look at me. If the presence of the Lord is not there, you didn't have church. Let me say that again. If the presence of the Lord is not here, all we had was a gathering. We could have been in a baseball field in that crowd if the presence of the Lord is not here. You and I need to understand that the less we depend on ourselves and the more we depend on the power of God, the more things will start to move and change in our lives. But if the presence of the Lord is not in this place, all we had was a gathering. So what is the Holy Spirit trying to do during times of refreshing? That is important to understand. What is the Holy Spirit trying to do during times of refreshing? You see that picture on the slide up there? I just saw it at the corner of my eye. You go there to refresh the body. Yeah, I can see myself right there in that chair right there. I can see myself climbing that coconut tree and getting those coconuts. I can see my, can you see it? Chop, 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 slugger. And, and, and do you know that there are people that go to these places and come back twice as much stressed out than when they went there? And I'm thinking to myself, how can, they, how can you do that? How can you go to a place like that and come back even more stressed out? Because, listen to me carefully, you can go somewhere and try to refresh, uh, refresh try to re refresh this body. But what you and I need is not necessarily a physical refreshing, we need a spiritual refreshing. Because you can go lay on the beach at Cancun or Dubai or, 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 or what, I don't know what that place is, Aruba. You can go and lay on the beach of Aruba and, and, and not refresh your spirit. And not refresh your spirit. And then people come and say, well, Pastor, I'm, I, I went on vacation and I laid in the sun, but I came back, I'm still tired. Because why? Your spirit wasn't refreshed. And you were looking for a physical thing to refresh a spiritual thing. So what does the Holy Spirit try to do? What, not try. What is the Holy Spirit wanting to do during times of refreshing? I think when the Holy Spirit comes in and there's times of refreshing, the first thing he comes to do is, one, he comes to restore you. He comes to restore you. Look what verse 19 said. I put the Amplified Bible version up and again on the screen. He says that times of refreshing, and then in parenthesis is this, of recovering from the effects of the heat. From, from recovering 
from the effects of the heat. What does that mean? Sometimes you're being in difficult situations. You've been in spiritual battles. You've had to intercede for your children and, and intercede for your wife and intercede for your husband and intercede for your church and intercede for jobs and intercede for things like that. And you are weary. And the Bible says he comes to re, 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 restore you. In terms of spiritual refreshing, he comes to restore. I think it's Psalm 23 that says, he restoreth my He restoreth my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. He restoreth my soul. You can't get that for laying on that beach. He restoreth my soul. In times of spiritual refreshing, he comes to revive us. He comes to revive us. Like wings on an eagle. He comes to take us and soar us into the heavens of our spiritual uh, places and comes to revive us. Like eagle's wings. He comes to revive. And then lastly, I think he comes to renew. Creating me a new heart, oh God. Created me a new heart, O oh God. Create in me a new heart. Is it possible for our hearts to get tired? Is it possible for our hearts to get hardened? Is it possible for this heart to become stubborn and arrogant and proud? And in times of spiritual refreshing, he comes to renew our hearts. To make us pliable. So that when the Holy Spirit says something, we are willing to move in that direction. When the Holy Spirit says stop, we stop. When he says come out of that thing, we come out of it. When he says leave it alone, we leave it alone. When he says shut up, we shut up. When he says go over to that person, sitting in that last row over there, crying their eyes out, and just go put an arm around them. Let them know that even though if everybody else didn't see them, but God saw you this morning. In our 21st century, the Christian that is going to thrive and, and the Christian that is going to get into that place where he can be hearing the Spirit of God speak to him in the midst of all the noise is the one that's going to be able to get into that place and say, Father, I trust you long enough to stop and get refreshed. The Christian that keeps going and 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 going going and going and going and going busy and busy and busy and busy and busier that never can stop. That Christian doesn't trust God. Because that Christian believes if he doesn't stop working, or if he stops working, God won't even be able to take care of situations or he won't be able to provide. That's why as a Christian, you shouldn't be working seven days a week. Ow. Pastor, that extra $150, that's for, um, so we can play. So we can have fun. 
The problem is, when you work seven days a week and you have no time for God, you have no time to come and be refreshed. You have no time to come and hear the word that will challenge you in your work. And then if you're among co-workers that curse like sailors, and if you're in a place that is oppressive, and you're not able to come and get refreshed in the corporate anointing, what chance do you have? It's just a matter of time before you become like them. That's why all of us have to have a Sabbath day rest. That's why for us, for the pastors, our, our Sabbath day rest is Monday. You call our pastor on, on, on Monday, it better be an emergency. <laughs> we'll love you, but it better be an emergency. That's why we, we protect our pastor. And let me just say one more thing. You know why Jimmy Swagger fell? Because everybody glorified him and forgot to pray for him. Our pastor is getting more and more opportunities to affect not only our district, but our country. And so listen to me. I'm going to just throw this in right, right in here. Make sure that every day you pray for him. No, 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 no. You didn't hear me. That amen was just, yeah, amen. Do you understand me? Every day we get to pray for him. But the reality is, is this. We, we are, some of us are in oppressive spiritual battles. And if we're in that thing seven days a week and there's no time to come and get refreshed, it's just a matter of time before the enemy will wear you down. So how do we enter into this place of refreshing? How do we enter? We said point one was to repent. Point two, look at me. You step into the presence of God. What does that mean? That means you look for a church where the presence of God is moving. And when you find a church where the presence of God is moving, you step into that place and you don't move until God tells you to move. There are many churches you can go to right now and the presence of God, listen to me carefully, the presence of God is not there. Because why? That church has become a place of entertainment. So who can dance the most? Who has the prettiest dress? Girl, that looks, you look like you came from Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany? Yes. <laughs> Tiffany. Do, do, you understand? Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? They, they are more concerned about what you wear, what you wear, than the presence of God. I thank God. And, 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 and Pastor Steve and I were talking the other day that someone came up, you remember that someone came up to you and said, Pastor, the reason why uh, I, I, when I walked in the, through the doors of the church, I felt the presence of God. And, and I said to Pastor Steve when he said that, I said, Pastor Steve, that's exactly the same thing I felt over 18 years ago when I first walked through the door. When I first walked through the door, I walked through the door and I sensed the presence of God and the Spirit of God told me, this is where I want you to be 
and this is where I want you to prepare for ministry. And I haven't budged since, because why? He hasn't told me anything different. So what happens if someone makes you angry, Pastor? Can, you, can we can walk away? No. Because why? God never called you to walk away. That is foolishness. They offended me. So I go, and that's why I say to people when they come to Bethlehem, are you called here? Are you called here? If you're not called here, someone will offend you. I guarantee it. Someone will offend you. But if you are called, if you are called by God, if you know that 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 God called you here, you don't move an inch until he tells you to. And if you get offended, shake it off. Grow up. Wipe your tears. And get doing what you're supposed to be doing here. So how do we get into this place of refreshing? We, we, we step into it. That's why every Sunday we try to create an atmosphere here for the Spirit of God to come. Because we know when the Spirit of God comes, He will minister to all of us at the same time to our need. That's why we try to step back sometimes and, and just let the Spirit of God move. Because with man, man can only touch one person at a time. And then people get offended. How come the pastor didn't reach me all the way down here? And they storm out of the church and say, he didn't touch me. And so we create an atmosphere here where we can be allowed the Spirit of God to come down. And the Spirit of God comes down and He starts to operate on people's hearts. He starts to take the hardened heart and say, you don't have to be this way. You shouldn't be. I know you were hurt. I know you were bruised. I know you went through all this thing. But I'm here in your presence to start to massage your heart and start to get you to the place where you can love again, where you can hear me again, where you can be sensitive to my presence. He comes over here and starts to minister to this person who's believing for a loved one to come home and say, don't, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Stay, believe me. Walk in faith. Don't walk by sight. He comes back over to this person who says, I'm, I was just about to leave my husband, but Father, in your presence, in your presence, in your presence, your spirit has been moving upon my heart and saying, no, I won't walk away. I will, wa I will walk in the spirit and I will trust God. He comes back here and says, your kids are on drugs, but don't be afraid. I, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He comes back over here and says, you are weary and tired, my son. Lay before me and worship and I will follow you. I will cover you with my feathers and my wings, he comes over here and ministers to this person and says, I know you. I know your work. I know you are this, but you are a Pharisee. All that happens when you're in a place where you can just step into the presence of God. I'm going to have the worship team make their way back up here again. And the last thing I was going to say is that if you're going to be refreshed, this is marvelous. 
you need this every single day, every single week. The corporate anointing. You need that every single day. But what is just much more special is if you can take what we do here on a Sunday morning and take it home with you. That's even better. You know, you know what should happen when we come to church on Sunday morning? What should happen should be an explosion of the presence of God. Because why? The Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost lives in you. You, 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 can, you can be walking, driving in the presence, in your car, and, and just worshiping God. I bring an offering of worship to my King. You can be driving, you can be driving and singing. You can be walking in the park and singing. You can be refreshing yourself in the Spirit of God. You can be worshiping like that in, in the Spirit of God in, in, in your daily work so that when we come here, you're coming in with the presence of God. You're coming in with the presence of God. You're coming in with the presence of God. You're coming in the, into the presence of God. You are all coming with your presence of God. And we get here and there is a crescendo. There is an explosion. Because the Spirit of God that has been on the inside of you all week long has come and is now getting into a corporate anointing. And an anointing arises into this place. And the anointing rises up. Up, as the pastor said last week, up through you and then upon you. Up through you and then upon you. Some of you are here this morning and, and, and you say, Pastor, I, I, I hear all that. Man, that sounds refreshing. That sounds like I, I, I'm so weary and tired. I've tried so many self-help things and, 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 and things to get better and stronger and, and I'm still weary and tired and, and, and I'm losing hope. I'm barely hanging on. And Pastor, I can't do this anymore. Can I say to you, if you haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, that the first step is the step of repentance? See, that repentance is not just for the Christian who, who wants to repent. No, that's, that, that first step is for every single person that knows they haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. The first place to get, this place, to get into this place of refreshing is to come before God and say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm lost without you. And without you, I will miss heaven. And, and I know that I know that I know that you are drawing me this morning. And I sense your presence. And I sense your drawing. And, and, I, and I'm afraid. But I know that when he calls and says, come and give your life to Jesus. Because it will be the best refreshing you have ever had. My prayer for you this morning is that. I'm going to have the altar workers come up and. And, and, and just form a line right over here. All the order workers. Come and form a line right here. Let me say this to everyone. If you're not a Christian, there have been people praying for you. There have been people praying for you. Praying that today would be the day that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
My prayer this morning is this. Here's your opportunity again. If that's you this morning, and you know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus has been calling you, and you say, Pastor, today I want to surrender, I want to give it over, and I want to start to walk in those times of refreshing, I want you to stand up to your feet, and I want you to come right over here to these altar workers. Hallelujah. Here they come. Here they come. Come on, give them a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, get right here. Get some material for them. Hallelujah. You, you may be shy this morning. And you may say, Pastor, this, everybody's looking at me. So let's help you this morning. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Put your Bibles down one minute. don't have to worry about the time this morning we're watching the time for you and we won't keep you here longer than you need to be but if you haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and you would like to there are work, altar workers right here when, when the rest of the crowd starts to come up you just make your way over onto this corner over here and they will minister to you they'll give you a book steps of peace with God and they will start you on a journey that will change your life for the rest of your life. And then I want to talk to the rest of us. The rest of you, 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 you may be a Christian already. All from last Sunday, all through the week, Friday night we were here worshiping God and, and getting in the presence of God. We're here again Sunday morning. And all through this re-series is your opportunity. Look at me your opportunity to step in if that's you and you say pastor I want to step into the presence of God I want to just stand in the presence of God and worship this God I want you to get out of your seat I want you to come up front here I want you to stand and form lines right here if that's you move now Make your way up. Make your way up. Make your way up. Hallelujah. Come on, make your way up. Come nice and close. Because there's people behind you coming in. Nice and close. Nice and close. I'm going to have Pastor Josh sing in a minute, but just let's get in here first. Because I want to give you some instructions here. Nice and close. This is what Peter said. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. He didn't say from a human being. He said from the presence of the Lord. All I want you to do this morning is concentrate on the presence of God. I want you to open your heart up. I want you to present your offerings. And I want you to worship God with all your heart, with all your soul. Forget about what you're going through right now. Just get into his presence. Maybe someone will come and just touch you softly. Or maybe no one will come. But we'll be in his presence. So Pastor Josh is going to lead us. Let's go into his presence. Holy Spirit, you. 
hands together. that you are God. We thank you there's none like you. We thank you that we can take this presence with us wherever we go. Because the Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit resides in us. So everywhere we go, the presence of God goes with us. Everywhere we go, we get to step into the presence because we are living within the presence. The presence resides on the inside of us. The presence consumes us. So that we stand in your presence everywhere we go. Let me just say this before I let you go this morning. If you hide, if you head up, look at me one minute. Guys, we do our best at the church here to teach teach not just to give you an experience but to teach you also the presence of God that you sense in this place can go with you it must go with you you can't just sense his presence here and the only time you sense his presence here no the Bible says he lives within your spirit you have the capacity to walk in this presence when you walk out of those doors and it's vitally important that we learn to practice the presence of God in our cars when we walk in our homes at our place of business so we're just giving you a little taste this morning we're gonna let you go because we got the next service coming in but more than an experience that you have experienced here listen learn and carry carry with you carry it with you as you leave this morning father we thank you for those that are here this morning we thank you that the presence of God rests upon them we thank you that the Spirit of God rises up on the inside of them to bear witness that everywhere they go the power of refreshing goes with them and Lord, we'll continue to give you all the praise and we'll continue to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, God bless you and we'll Amen. see you next week. Hey guys, if you could do us a favor, if you could go out that side door, it would help with the crowds coming in.